Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Alt Gaming Community Podcast number 25 for Tuesday, the 18th of February 2020. Sorry about my squeaky chair, listeners. Uh, <laughs> I've got some WD-40. I will fix it. Right. So uh, on tonight's podcast, I'm joined by some wonderful members of the community. Uh, I've got Hat, my co-host, as usual. Hi, Hat. Hello. Ian from NT. Hi there. And Rev from NT. Hello there. It's an NT podcast. It's the Nuntons. We've got a few things going on. We've got our very first official game review tonight. Ian's, Ian's uh, taken the mantle up upon himself to do Didn't that. Didn't Viking review it? Have a little reviewer. Oh, he did, actually. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. History. The uh, so, yeah, we've got that coming up. Yeah, the second review for a game called For the King. We've also got some news about EA increasing prices. Uh, the Metro devs are coming back to Steam after departing for Epic Store. And Bioware are trying to reinvent Anthem. Well, they need to do something to it, I suppose. So, yeah, and of course, Altland is looming just mere weeks away. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's get into it. So, as tradition, just going to go around the table. I'll do reverse order tonight. So starting with R, Rev, what have you been playing recently? I've mainly been playing some amount of Smash on my Switch and uh, Final Fantasy XIV because the patch literally just dropped today. Oh, okay. Yeah. How is Final Fantasy these days? It's doing really well. I think it's actually passed while, like a while back, subscriber-wise and all that. So is that in- like including when everyone started hearing them after Hong Kong? Uh, I, think, like, I, I, think, I think that was before as well. <laughs> yeah. It's not only for that. Yeah. Is it? Is it one of those games where the patch was desperately needed? Honestly, no. Like they do, they've started adding like a lot of like mini events or stuff to do basically in between content drops. So you don't actually feel like you're bored a lot of the time. You always have something to do. I am a fan of multiple, like games with multiple like little events, even if it's just something stupid, yeah. just something new to do. Like even, about, yeah. even Valentine's yeah. have like a two-week event going for it, so it helps. I think that's that, that's something that plagues every MMO, isn't it? Just yeah. trying to keep, yeah, keep, keep things going. It takes so much human brain time to yeah. work all that stuff out, and then we consume it <laughs> so fast yeah, as gamers. Yeah. yeah, people have to work months and months to prepare something, and then they drop it, and then we go, "Oh yeah, thanks, done that, got the yeah unlocked." Exactly. Thank you. In one day, you have a group of people. Yeah, yeah I got everything. What's the next patch? Oh, you know yeah. the maker thoughts. Uh, like, oh, you've got to like chip away at every couple of days, and it's like too grindy, too grindy. I need it all done in one day. <laughs> Yeah. What have you been doing on Smash? Are you trying to do something in particular on that, or are you just playing it for chilling out? Uh, just playing ranked to try and get better, really. That's the gist of it. Who do you mean? Really good yet? Uh, I'm okay, I guess. Nothing spectacular yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's your main? Uh, I swap a lot between like Samus, Terry, and King K. Rool. I know yes. Samus. <laughs> If if Nightfire was here, he could explain things to listeners. <laughs> God damn it, Nightfire, where are you? Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's good. Okay, two two very different games, yeah. which is cool. Uh, Ian, what about you? What have you been up to? I know we've been playing PUBG because oh I've been playing God. with like you every podcast. <laughs> minute, it's like yeah, I've been playing yeah. a lot of PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> Surpassed the seven hundred hours recently. That that was a finally got the uh, get a thousand kills achievement. Nice. Um, I felt nice. like just quitting there. I did seven a thousand kills, seven hundred hours. I thought that's that's two nice round numbers for the for me to feel happy with. But then we just kept going and. Yeah. Um, what else have been playing? Um, For the King, which we'll come to in a bit as well anyway, which is a cool little tabletop roguelike type thing. Um, obviously, Vikings just set up his Minecraft server again, so I've been been on that. Uh, other than that, been, not really anything different. Working a lot, so... Yeah. Got, yeah. Back, in, got back into RimWorld a bit as well. Um, That's always so I've got, got another little column going on there. 
So, so, so that's always fun to jump back into after a yeah. while. I do love a bit of RimWorld. I've, been, oh. I've mentioned it before, but I want to get some co-op going on it. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, that, that's something that we need to try. I think. I mean, w w one person's pretty um, pretty effective at all the war crimes we can accomplish. But yeah, um, imagine I... what we can do with <laughs> three of us. I love it. <laughs> actually, expanding the multiplayer mob to make it so everyone has like their own colony in the world, rather than being the same like mm. map, basically. Well, yeah, that's something that they've done, or something they're going to do. Right. That's what it wants. Like, yeah, oh, like right, wish okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no arguments there. I mean, we're, we're not going to go into depth in the podcast on it, but uh, I did see that yesterday, the first major patch for RimWorld since it came out came out. Oh yeah, right. I did see that. Yeah, I haven't actually read through what it is. I just saw it. I think went, oh, cool. It's it's uh, still getting updated. Ah, cool. All my mods oh, are okay. updated. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess I'll hang around and I'll wait for them to update the mods again yeah, before exactly. I keep playing that. But yeah, that's uh, that's about it from me there, Dave. What about yourself? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been working a lot as well. I had a very busy February. I don't know why. It's not normally crazy busy, but it's just layered up. There's a lot going on. Um, I have been... Uh, in between that, trying to grind out my Destiny rank still. I still haven't reached 100. I'm, I think I'm 68, nice. and I've got about two and a half weeks to go before they you've reset. Got, you've got Sweaty Iron Banner now as well, haven't you? I've got Sweaty Iron Banner to get into, which is mildly cancerous. Um, <laughs> but... Um, They've unlocked this feature where you can use real money to buy ranks if you don't feel you're going to hit oh, 100 really? before season reset. <laughs> so there's this big, there's this big shiny button. Yeah, I know, right? There's this big shiny button that says, "Oh, don't worry, work, earn some extra money, and then press this button." Yeah, like, rather than actually play the game. It's I've, just what I played Iron Man <laughs> like twice, but I was in the middle of the fucking one-eyed mask shoulder titan season, and I was like, "No, thank oh, you." Oh no, <laughs> Not that's, again. that was terrible. <laughs> Not again. I can't the the one-eyed mask has been nerfed through the full, yeah, which is good. And I think the uh, as well. Yeah, pretty much. Thankfully. Yeah, I mean, no one uses it anymore. It's currently we're at a hand cannon sniper meta. Good. So everyone's using um, a particular 150 RPM hand cannons okay, yeah. called spare rations is the very popular one. Oh, so you're constantly up at that, and in a limited lives kind of like ranked yeah. game everyone's just trying to pick a sniper shot off at the beginning to All get right. rid of one of your lives really early dawn and it's it's a bit boring i prefer the more intimate yeah, yeah. gameplay there's always some cheese <laughs> tactic where, where it'd be like fucking shotgun sliding everywhere or just anything there's always yeah. something that's going to be stronger than the rest i've been trying to get better at cs i've got my gold nova one rank yeah, insert round of applause here. Um, Golf clap. <laughs> I can put it. I can put it on in post. For people uh, like me who know nothing about Counter Strike, is is that high? Like like nah, gold, bronze, silver, sort of like. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So so gold is getting there, but I think there's about five above me or something because <laughs> they've got all these crazy weird names in CS. I don't understand it all, but I feel like I'm. Most of the people in our Discord are in this kind of like goldy region, so. There might be higher golds, but they're still gold. So I'm kind of I'm hanging with the cool kids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not being out-sweated then, that's fine. No, I'm not. I'm not. We're, I know I'm getting to know holding angles and being some sort of nasty headshot camper on like some half a pixel width between two buildings or something, which seems to be the CS way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and playing a lot of PUBG. And we ranked up a few wins. I think between the last podcast and this one, we had like a crazy successful Sunday where I think we got four or five wins in one day. And then. Yes, we did. Um, it hasn't been quite so um, forthcoming or easy since no, then. We, we had... all kind of ranked up that weekend and then we're yeah, playing we against all these level. Yeah, we did. Where we got nothing and Chad left his negative review and uninstalled it in RageQuit. <laughs> yeah, Chad, Chad's uninstalled it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, was, it was just fuck this game and the Chinese hackers, and then left, and that I was think, it. He's never. <laughs> I think we we dropped on the new map about four or five times in a row, and he died immediately, like every yeah. time, and that does piss you off. I yeah, get it, I... and we weren't we weren't doing that thing where the rest of the team kills themselves to kind of end the game quick. <laughs> we were actually trying to get a win, so he then has fifteen minutes to twiddle his thumbs, <laughs> basically. So he probably had nearly an hour of doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, 
I've just seen his review. <laughs> you don't look at What's his review say? Uh, full of cheating, censored. Palmer, <laughs> censored this game. <laughs> Get the idea. Yeah. Use your imagination. They're filling the blanks. I mean, that isn't me censoring it. Steve has censored it, so it's just a bunch of hearts. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> How lovely. What do you want to turn that off? I want to see the sweats. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of been my, my entire gaming time uh, these last uh, couple of weeks. It's been good. And, I mean, I haven't played anything at all with Hat. Have I? You, you've been doing different things. I think so. I've played anything been on together. different games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're kind of the vermin tide that I was on last podcast. That's kind of eased off, and we've went from one Warhammer game to another Warhammer game, where me and Bloody and I play a lot of Warhammer t- uh, Total War Two. So that's been oh, quite right. good doing that and go off. It's uh, slapping it up hard and just getting like overrun by lizards. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 probably the only good Total War game recent in recent memory, mainly because just Warhammer saved it. Yeah, total, yeah, there was a few Total Wars in a row that were just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eh. I think because we tried some. Was it Rome Two? Rome Two, we played a bit of multiplayer of, didn't we? Yeah, it, it's all right in co-op, but it's still very watered down compared to what it used to be. Right. Yeah, I mean the mods for the first Rome Total War kind of really, mm. really. Um, really, really sold it. So, I've got um, Attila. I quite enjoyed, but I've never done any co-op with it or anything. Um, but it's one of those games where I never give myself enough time to really learn it. I just want to jump off and do something else for a bit. Yeah. Right. I leave it for a month and then I pick it back up and I'm like, fuck, there's a lot here. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> what was I doing? Why is this colony over here? What was I doing? You know, so yeah, I don't, I need to either have a different lifestyle where I'm cut off from the world and I can just play that for a while. Or something like that. That might be. Big, big four X's like that, I tend to be like, Say if I find a show I want to watch or something on YouTube, big right, series yeah. on YouTube, I'll just slap it up there and then just like potato for a few days, just marathoning that on one screen and like playing a to- like a four X on the other. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying Picard. Anyone watch that on Amazon? Yes, I think I've seen the first three episodes now. Yeah, that's right. Four, fourth episode came out on Friday. Just gone. I've uh, not watched that yet, so well reminded. Yes, no, no spoilers, please. <laughs> I was just watching it before the podcast while I was eating my burgers uh, <clears throat> and um, yeah it just seems really good I like what they've done it's nice to have Jean-Luc back yeah oh here's a tip someone at, someone at work today told me to google um, Patrick Stewart with hair okay so, so give, give that a go if you want to see how glorious this man was in his youth I don't think I've ever known him to have hair I refuse to believe it. He was born bald. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, yeah, not always been bald, but there we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. He looks there a bit you go. Kind of, yeah. Is it, it's got a kind of Sherlock Holmesy type pictures have come up. And, um, yeah. I, well, my first, uh, I was probably looking at the same one here, but it, yeah. I thought he looked a little bit like uh, Timothy Dalton at first, but. Yeah. 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 It's good. Oh wow, curly hair! Oh dear, no, don't do that. <laughs> it's uh, it's <laughs> there's a there's a few others in there that we it, it could be, it could be a model. He's a handsome man. Okay, but, uh, listeners, you heard it here first. Ian fancies Patrick Stewart. I mean, who does? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> okay, let's get into the news uh well, first uh a reminder the tickets are on sale for outland <laughs> yeah 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 wind that up Let yeah <laughs> 30 percent you know, sold out now 30 percent, which is good get your ticket uh, soon get your ticket soon we've got 50 spaces so um don't panic but you know it'd be nice to know the numbers it'd be a lot more easier to plan things and right. buy yeah. stuff and yeah. you know just to know the kind of rough kind of numbers involved so that would be good i'm hoping that all of these crazy storms and the weather's all gone nice by the time we get to may fingers crossed i've just learned today that um the people that organize stratlan which is a part of the insomnia multiplayer group they've had to cancel for their second podcast uh, 
not podcast, podcast? LAN event in a row. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they do a podcast. Yeah, they've cancelled their second one in a row because the race course in Stratford upon Avon's getting flooded again. God. And they've had to oh, refund all the tickets. What they do is oh. just that you get loads of like rafts and just have a raft LAN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like Waterworld, but with na- yeah. network cables. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, not good, not good weather. But hopefully, when we get to May, it'll be much better. So yeah, Altland tickets on sale soon. Um, in terms of Altland gaming and stuff news as well, in the same vein, we've just started a new theme for producing a monthly montage video on our YouTube channel as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's something that's been posted in the announcements on Discord, which you may not have seen it yet. But um, yeah. Dan, one of our... Uh, admins from the group he's going to try putting together a series of clips submitted by our community so we've created a web page on um the website that you can go to and uh, there's a link for it in announcements <clears throat> and you click on that drop in your link to the youtube video that you've uploaded and it can be edited or not and um we'll splice those together and add some voiceovers or whatever and try and come up with these monthly montages of what our community's up to that's a good idea I don't know if it's going to work out. It could end up being terrible. The clips could be really boring or really, really rude, and we can't use any of them, or who knows what. But, yeah. Oh, there goes all of my phone. <laughs> Make sure they're all good. Yeah. Altgaming.uk forward slash submit hyphen clip if you want to get into that, listeners. Um, and here's half clip, just black screen with censored over it. <laughs> yes, to make censored logo. Beep! <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, EA news, Metro Devs news, but we're going to do our gaming review first. Something so over, positive before we yeah, something. Yeah, no, maybe it might not be. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Are, you doing, are you doing a star system, Ian, or are you doing one one to ten, or what? Have you got a rating? Um, I'll work the rating out as, uh, as, as I go. So then, Teapot so, shots. I, I didn't yeah, think teapots. that far ahead. Oh, teapots. How many teapots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's teapots. not bad. I don't, have to, I don't have to do these, do I? Or is it, is it like golf is one uh, we'll, we'll decide later. <laughs> <laughs> so over to Ian for the For the King review. Yeah, so uh, For the King, as I mentioned earlier, is it's essentially a tabletop roguelike type game um, on Steam. It also is also out on Switch. Uh, however, I hear the Switch version um, has a few performance issues that haven't really been addressed, so I opted for the PC version on Steam. Also, it was six quid, so no brainer really. Um, so, what I mean by tabletop roguelike with D and D type stuff is you essentially the game world is a hex grid sort of tabletop, and you move your D and D style characters around. So they all have different classes. You could be a caster type character, mage. You tank etc all the usual things you move them around on the board and you fight enemies that way so quite simple straightforward easy to pick up on the game world you also have the representations of things like cities and dungeons and your loot and your enemies all appear on the game board um but there's this it's a little bit different and it's got a few quirks that i've not seen in another game in that it's got this thing called remote play together. Anyone ever heard of this? Yeah. Have you seen it on any other games? Yeah, I've used it a lot. Yeah. Um, first, first time I've come across this remote play together. So essentially, um, me and Mush bought the game. Um, I couldn't get it working at the time. Mush got it working. Uh, Chart didn't own it at the time either. But remote play together essentially allows you to stream the game to your friends, even if they don't own it. And you can all play together that way. Hmm, that's a handy yeah. little thing. Yeah. It basically allows you to play online co-op games local. Like, sorry, local co-op games online, in a sense. Yes, so the, the the quirk there is that you all control the same mouse, but there is no indication who's moving it. Right. So you sort of have to you have to talk <laughs> to each other and say, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm moving now, guys. I'm doing this. It, it works well. The mouse will just... Sorry. You know, sorry. It, it works well if one's on a controller and someone's on a KBN, of course. Then yeah, so we, we were all we were all keyboard and mouse, and it was just flying everywhere until we worked out what the hell was going on. Um, obviously, if you have a terrible internet connection like me, you can't be the one streaming it. Yeah, because um, it just doesn't work. But yeah, so the, the, the way the game works, you have you, you go on an adventure, you pick a party. You, there's three of you, so there can be up to three of you: local co-op, online co-op, um, single player, however you want to play it. Um, each character takes its turns in order. Um, 
So that's how the local co-op works. You can it's it's the same as single play basically. You just sit around and you have your characters. Um, the battles when you encounter them on uh, the game world then switch to a battle encounter screen, a bit like Final Fantasy, I suppose, and other sorts of turn-based um, battle games like that. And you fight three v three with what, however many enemies you've encountered on the game world. Um, so it, it is quite cool. It's low poly. It looks pretty good, to be honest. Um, so the devs have gonna, done a good job on that. It is actually a really fun game to play, uh, especially the hex system. Um, I just like that sort of encounter. It's better than a, than your standard square tiles would have been. I was about to ask when you said hex, Jim, did you mean like cursing people or like the hex and symbols? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, oh, hexagonal, <laughs> hexagonal board system. It's that's the that's the tabletop aspect of it. It's it's hex, hexes, hexagonals. Um, there are hexes to curse people in the game because it's a fantasy RPG. So one of my characters right now is uh, is hexed. That is unfortunate. Um, I played a hex game. Um, the <clears throat> robot oh the mech warrior series had a hex you know right. turn-based thing yes which is pretty good it's old but it was really good um it changes the dynamics a bit of how many characters you can get around a certain area and stuff doesn't it rather than your regular yeah if it, when they're just squares it's um it, like if you think back to civ 4 to civ 5 like Civ 4 was um, squares, wasn't it? Uh, Civ 5, they brought the hex system back that they no, had in the older games. Wasn't. And, and it was much, much better. What's that hat? I'm just saying, was it? Civ 4? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm, I'm thinking of Civ 5. Like, I, I was on. like, I, no, I was mixing up uh, 4 and 5 with 5 and 6. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a much better way of doing things when you've got. Um, like board game tabletop style yeah, things like that. This looks better. Yeah. Squares yeah. yeah, make it just far yeah. too easy for you to like body block or get blocked out of a battle as well. A lot of things. Just there's more maneuverability with the hex system. Or I guess you have like six yeah. just for. So the so the other thing that the, this game does really well that's based around the hex system are um the the fights that you end up in. So where you, you're moving your character pieces around, we'll call it the board, around the game world on these hexes, but there's enemies appearing on those as well. So when you encounter an enemy on one of these pieces, you choose to, you can see them. Um, there are instances where you can get ambushed, like you can't see them, you enter a hex and there's an enemy there. Um, but depending on the distance and the different enemies and the types of you, they can drag other enemies in that are a certain number of tiles away from you. Um, like that. So, you, so you've got to be careful there because you can start a fight and once you start a fight you've got several options you can just go straight in you can try and ambush the enemy you can try and sneak past them if you decide actually you don't want to fight you can retreat but it's all based on rolls so it's not quite dice rolls but it is probability chance of things to happen um so you've got a chance to ambush uh you might have four options looking at the ambush you might have 40 percent chance success and then three other options that are all various percentages of failure um if you fail the ambush obviously works against you that way they get the upper hand so the the way the combat works if you've ever played something like divinity and um, your characters take turns and you have combat speed stats so they go in the order so in the divinity where your characters had like initiative is it initiative it is yeah 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 it's initiative in divinity um your characters have a have a have a speed basically and that determines the order that they go in so if you're successful with your ambush, um, you get a bonus to that. So your characters can have two, like maybe two or three turns before the enemies even get a go. So if you've got a good ambush with good characters, you, you can get some real good damage in before your enemies even get a chance. Conversely, the other way around, if you balls up those rolls or you get really unlucky, you can just get absolutely wrecked before you have a chance to defend yourself. <laughs> well, it's, all those games are the same. If you overextend, you get punished, really, don't you? Yeah. Um, did we have a bit of robot either? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like a robot. You still are. You're kind of being claimed by the void. You are. Oh, don't no. worry, Gaso Devo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 really sad, Johnny Five. Johnny Five not alive anymore. Do you you want to try reconnecting, Dave? Or? Oh, I, he, think, I think we lost him. We lost him from this whack-ass prison. <laughs> 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 um, 
yeah, so yeah, so 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 it's a pretty good game in that regard, and the way the combat all works and stuff. Once you, once you're in there, it's turn based. Your um, characters like, have the usual one, RP. Two. One two one two. Uh, you hear me? The, a little the, bit Roboto still. Yeah, yeah. you still got the. You're understandable. Never mind. Existential <laughs> 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 screw. The wheel of the never. Uh, one two three four five. There we That's go. Better. There we go. Hey, okay. You change this. Rap tap. I was flicking about and um, I changed my sample rate to 96 kilohertz instead of 44.1. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't do that. My no, bad. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Um, yeah. Totally made you lose track of where you were. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, combat. So um, your combat's turn-based. Um, pretty straightforward. And pre- we've probably all seen that in various games before in the past. Um your characters all have the standard RPG stats, strength, vitality, um, intelligence, awareness. There's other there's other things like um, there's awareness that affects how accurate you are with certain weapons and your ability to launch ambushes. You have talent, which affects um, things like disarming traps or your accuracy with musical weapons. I'm interested. Um, Wow. Musical <laughs> m- musical weapons, by the way. This is, this is one of the things I noticed in the first playthrough I did and got absolutely shit-wrecked. I did with a, a scholar. The scholar is your, essentially your mage character. Um, uh, your blacksmith. Blacksmith is your tank. And I did it with a hunter. And a hunter is pretty obvious. He's, he, he's your hunter. He's your ranger. He'll use ranged weapons. Um, I, I excluded the minstrel just because I was like, eh, I'll just go full DPS build. But it turns out minstrels are really OP because they can play their loot and wreck your enemy to death with their mad mad loot skills. Yeah, those mad loot skills just... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand the logic behind it, but, but this guy here's got his loot and sometimes when it, he'll, he'll come skidding in on his knees, play a sick-ass riff and enemies <laughs> will just melt before him. <laughs> Um, it's quality. I'll try. That's what I'll do for the thing you mentioned for Dan. I'll try and get a clip of a me clip. getting a, cr- a critical hit with his loot. Um, that sounds great. <laughs> Watch this space, listeners. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's he's got a skill called Rotando or something like that, and that he, that's what he does. If he crits with that one, he comes sliding in, do his little minstrel riff, wreck the enemy. But if the enemy doesn't die, this one slows them, so it pushes them down the turn order as well. So if you've got someone that can potentially deal a lot of damage to your character and you've got a minstrel up, you can get them to use this skill. Um, and you can essentially push the boss fight back a few turns, get yourself a few extra turns to get in. So it's is, it is quite useful. Um, but the skills that your characters can use are based on the weapons that you equip them. So it's not like they have... You can't just learn like a fireball spell. You've, you've got a book and that does certain things or your weapons do certain things. So... You've kind of got to. You sometimes got to consider, you know, what uh, balance between your classes, like you would any other RPG. Mm. Um, but it also has this mechanic called focus, and focus sort of acts a little bit like um, mana or action points or like, like little things like that. So you can use it. So if you're ambushing someone and you've got a forty percent chance to succeed, you can spend a focus point, and it might bump it up to sixty-five. You can spend another one. It might bump it up to 90, that sort of thing. If you're disarming traps, you can spend focus. It basically increases your chance to succeed with things, including your attacks. Um, again, the minstrel comes in OP here because they have like this passive ability where they can just sometimes randomly boost you out, just out of nowhere. Um, so in, in, in recharge your, um, your, your focus points for you. So that's, that's pretty cool. The focus actually works really well there because it's... Um, you've got to consider how you spend it because you, you, if you don't have any, your chance of landing hits, of disarming traps, of discovering extra items, sort of like decreases. So it's it's it's, it's pretty good. Um, like I mentioned, there's multiplayer, uh, uh, local and online co-op, and your re- remote play together. All in all, it's actually a really fun game, and I can. There's various different types of game modes as well. So you've got your standard going on an adventure. You know, avenge the fallen king that was murdered by a lich type thing. Um, but you've also got um, other game modes like an endless dungeon runner, just see how far you can get before your party wipes. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, that's cool. Um, which might be if if you put it on if we put it on like hardcore mode or something, that might be. You've yet to test it out properly, but it's something. Maybe a stage probably... game. Yeah, maybe a stage game at LAN. Is it everyone um, on the same screen? Yep, everyone on the same do... screen. 
That would be Ooh. that local co-op, same screen. That's perfect yep. for old land. You would only need one controller as well. You just pass it around because the same controller would just, it's your character's turn, you do your moves, pass the controller on. One lubed up controller. <laughs> pass, it, pass it carefully. Um, Tray of yeah, shots, okay. pass the controller, do your shot. <laughs> <laughs> So they've um, yeah, there's there's various other game modes as well. There's some that are um, that are co-op, that are, sorry, multiplayer only. Um, like there's just dungeon boss fight ones. There's various other adventures. They've actually released some free DLC recently with some extra game modes and and content. So that's quite okay. cool. Um, the developers, um, it's this is their only game. Uh, it's their first oh, only wow. game on Steam at the minute. So um, I went looking to see what else they've managed to. Managed to release just to see if these, if you know, if we'd know them for anything else, but um, we haven't. But uh, yeah, it, how much is it? It is probably about fifteen quid now. I think. I, think um, so. I shall check. What's that in rubles? Forty-two thousand ruble to come with. He's thinking is much, much ruble plus fourteen okay. potato. It is fifteen pound and they are, yeah, fifteen pounds forty nine pence. Um sounds it, like a bargain. It was on sale not too long ago. I managed to grab it for six pounds, so cool. Um but yeah, it's it's ninety odd percent positive reviews that it's got on Steam are well worth it to be honest. It's it's a lot of fun. Um and I can see myself uh, spending a fair few more hours and just trying to get to the end of it. It's quite brutal as well in the, in the game it has there's various global buffs and debuffs that can occur. Um, so there's one called Chaos, which basically you, you can... It's a global debuff, as basically the world's going to shit. Um, it increases the strength of enemies, basically. And this is like, depending on the difficulty that you set it to, Chaos reoccurs every six, eight, ten turns, however however many turns it is on the game map. Um, but you can reset that Chaos by completing quests, um, finding the cultists your enemies and disabling their sort of like little trap equipment um there's something called scourge as well uh which i've not come across yet but i've got a warning in one of my games earlier that if i don't defeat the lich then by the time the little scourge icon counts down on the turn time uh well bad things it didn't tell me what would happen but i can't imagine it's good all right <laughs> so i'm wondering yeah. if that's going to be a world boss of some sort or something i've not got to that yet but it'd be Maybe hordes and hordes of the undead like it, the it could very well be. Well, that's the yeah, that's the other thing actually. There's a day-night cycle in the um, in the in the sort of like game world when you're fighting. So when it gets to night, all the sort of like enemies that you're looking at during the day, like your bandits and your uh, wolves and stuff, sort of like disappear, and they're replaced by things like vampires and skeletons and liches and ghosts. Um, so there is uh, there is some two spook that comes out at night, and then they all disappear in the morning, and you're back to fighting again. Um, so how many teapots? How many Sorry. teapots? Um, I give it. Uh, I I don't like giving perfect scores, so I will give no. it an an eight teapots out of ten. Eight teapots. That's a good score. Maybe. If we look at all the other ranks we've got in all the other games, this is ranked very high compared to everything else. Eight 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 teapots out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> the highest rating you. game we've ever <laughs> clipped. Yes, <laughs> it's not even fake news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And they didn't pay me a penny. Yeah, it's true. We bought the game. Independent review. Thank you, Iron Oak Games. To answer your question before, Dave, it is 1,286 rubles. Ah, oh, wow. That's a lot of and rubles, man. Yes, and speaking of different currencies, on to our first topic yes, of news. Yes, you see what I did there, Hat? Yeah? You see what I did? Hey. EA increases prices of multiple games on Steam. What are they up to? Give us the lowdown hat. So it seemed like randomly that without any word of warning, EA's just like hiked up the prices of a bunch of their old games. <clears throat> so you got things like from like Crisis 2, like Mass Effect, uh, SimCity 4, The Sims 3, even down to Jade Empire, which is like, when did the Jade Empire come out? I was like, was that early 2000s or Check. like late 90s? Jade and it's probably running in an emulator. I think it, I think it was a. Uh, uh, so you know, it's like fifteen-year-old game, and they've just hiked the price up. So, so you've got say some, a few examples here, like um, like the original Mass Effect 
on Steam was £8. We've put it up to £18. You've got a... That's a big hike. Yeah, it's like £10 increase. You see, you've got Dragon Age Origins with all the DLC. That was £20 up to 25 That is a good game, but, you know, yeah. still, it's, it's old. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like my maybe they've to... seen maybe they're, sorry. Well, uh, I, I yeah. know we've got a couple of theories here. Yeah. Maybe they've seen uh, a resurgence in a new generation trying to discover older games, and they're thinking, "Oh, we should cash in on this." Or no one's buying their their new games because they're shit. <laughs> yeah, they are shit. yeah, that's true. Either of either of those plausible <laughs> scenarios, aren't they? Let's face it. So. But uh, uh, I, my theory is the. I like sorry, this theory. This is good. Go on, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was news, was it like a couple of months ago, that um, EA wanted to bring Origin Access to Steam. So their sort of subscription service where you get like a little cache of games each month, you get ac- like early access to their um, like games that release if you subscribe to this. My theory is, with them bringing it to Steam, they want to make it look as good as possible. Like, you are getting so much value. For like, it's a very, ooh, good, uh, it's, very it's, good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's why, you know, you've got things like Mass Effect being hiked up by £10. Like, yeah, more than double the we, price. We, uh, we don't know yet what EA Access or is going to be on Steam, do yeah, we? Yeah. We don't know what they're going to yeah. price we just, it at. We just so... know how it is in Origin. Yeah, I've used the Origin yeah. one, yeah. but I have no idea how the Steam one's going to be. Nah, I mean, I've had the Origin one for a long time, yeah. and it's, you know, it's pretty good. You get 30-hour um, early access previews to some of the latest releases. Yeah. If you're into playing, like, the very latest FIFA or something like that, you can play it for 30 hours, and then uh, you get a discount on buying it, or you could wait for it to become available in the library of online games included in your monthly subscription, yeah. which is normally about twelve months after the game's been out, you know, or some varying scale upon its success level. Um, but it's a good back catalogue, and I've mainly used it for Battlefield games. Likewise, to be honest, like, that's main. That's yeah. all I've done with it, and it seemed to be a cost-effective way of playing a a battlefield something something that everyone else is playing at some point and i'm like well i don't want to spend 64 pounds on it yeah, exactly. i'll buy this and i'll spend 6.99 or whatever it costs and it works on xbox as well if you're a console person too which is quite nice yeah i'll just say for, for jade empire here it looks like the standard price for for, for how long oh my god all time so the standard price since january yeah uh november 2014. Okay. Oh, sorry, de- no, December 2014 has been nine pound. They have suddenly increased it to fifteen pound. Hmm. So all like yeah. Say it's since 2014, it's been this Brexit. price, and then suddenly. <laughs> th- that's the thing. That's, that's the thing, though. Looking through a lot of these ones, there is a couple of games which have went down in price, but only for the pound. Like Mass, uh, Mass Effect Two was twenty pound. It's went down to eighteen pound, but it, it's increased everywhere else apart from Euro, which hasn't changed at all. So mm-hmm. it's, it's where like there's some games where they just haven't been touched. Uh, a couple of games where the, the pound has went cheaper. Somewhere just everything's went up. It's, yeah, I don't, it's weird, I, isn't it? I don't know what on what earth they're doing. But it's EA, so they're probably trying to fuck us up somewhere. <laughs> it is so weird. But you've been told about it, listeners, because you subscribe to this amazing podcast. That's right, Viv, you're in the know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy anything, Viv. Okay, so what's going on with Metro then? Because um, Metro Exodus is returning to Steam mm-hmm. on February the 15th, which has already happened. And... Um, it used to be in the Epic Store. It was an Epic Store exclusive. I think Epic paid a load of money to have it as yeah, an exclusive, they did. didn't they, as well? Yeah. Uh, I don't how much, but a it, lot of dollar, 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 dollar bills, y'all. So it, it went, uh, it announced that it would become an Epic Store exclusive on January 12th, 2019. Right, okay. So I wonder so if it's. I not wonder very if, long. No. So it's um, just about made it a year then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a 
I'm just looking to see if if I've, if there's any news and looking for an article or something that says how much they paid. I can't really see anything. Um, so yeah, when they went on to Epic, and there was lots of backlash. Of course, everyone, because even now people are just like fuck epic like they would all want to like have all these different exclusives all over the place and having to have oh, six million pain in the ass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we want it like okay i want to use this platform and i'll get all my games there and you know have platforms compete because one is better than the other not one's forked out more money to get the most exclusives yeah, yeah. so when i say that one of the developers said that um yeah, I've lost it. I'm looking at the wrong thing here. They were, they were. <laughs> yeah. Epic went through some issues where they were putting games uh, into a sale on discount that mm-hmm. weren't supposed to be discounted, like brand new AAA titles that had yeah. just come out were even getting discounted, and it was obviously something that that the way that discount worked it, it, from the kind of backlash that the industry had against it, it was obviously that the developer has to pay towards this discount as much as Epic are. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't a situation yeah it seemed like anybody much, was happy with yeah. they were putting stuff up on on sale without and then like taking them down where people were thinking like oh yeah have they even asked anyone if they're allowed to put it on sale yeah they or, hadn't, apparently they hadn't asked the devs like the uh, like i want to put your game into a certain mm-hmm. section for a limited time or something they hadn't said anything about that to anybody and they were just doing it and it was pissing people off yeah and... well not necessarily pissing us off no consumers, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, when all the outrage kicked off because they went on, uh, I don't know which part of the devs. I just know there was one of the the devs said that uh, if the PC version was boycotted and sells poorly, then the developer will just abandon the platform for future releases of the franchise. And it's just like, yeah. oh, you don't like our decision? Well, tough. You better buy it, or we're just going to not. We don't need you, Steam. Just if you don't buy it, we'll just stick to our consoles. <laughs> that's, that's just blackmail yeah. at that point. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing? No one's going to buy your game now because you're not encouraging them to come to the Epic Store. Like, oh, it's going to be cheaper than that. It's just buy our game or not because we're cunts. But, you know, <laughs> it, yeah, it seems like, they've, well, they've came crawling back and they've, like came back on a Steam, put it on sale straight away. So I think they've learnt, <laughs> hopefully they've learned the lesson. Yeah, maybe not because they, they still managed to pocket all that epic money and then still come back. So, but you know, with a back. is it uh, like is, is it about a year? Did they only have like a, year, a year's exclusive or something? Yeah, I, yeah. I assume so. Yeah, yeah. they come back after their term with Epic as as. Um... Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, right. mm. yeah. Well, I imagine exiting the some contract with them would have been punitive. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if their contract was only for a year, though. Uh, and then, yeah. well, the exclusivity element of the contract, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like they said, they was going to be on the store, on the dead store first for a year, then on Steam. Because okay. um, wasn't there some problems as well? Whenever Epic did some sales, like people were trying to buy multiple games, and it was just like crashing the store. Like they just didn't have the yeah, infrastructure there. To actually handle sales, like big sales, because well, uh, the Epic Store, as I remember, doesn't even have like a checkout cart. You just have to buy games individually. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an issue because like a lot of the games were on sale without asking the developer to put it on sale. Like it was just they decide like you know we want this to be on sale, so they put it on sale, which is uh, kind uh... of like you know not a nice move to them. That was one of the things that's uh, in the sale that pissed them off. Yeah, they offered ten pound off any game over. Uh, $14.99. Oh, right, yeah, I remember that. But it applied to pre-orders, so people were just getting like £10 off games that weren't yeah. even out, and things like that. And of course, like, no, no, no company wants their pre-order that's yeah. like normally full price or even more expensive to just suddenly be 10 bucks off without like yeah. having their consent for it. Yeah, so it's just like, they were just taking things down and that. The the weirdest thing was uh, they said didn't they send personal info to the wrong person like they emailed a bunch of personal info just oh to yeah, <laughs> didn't hear about yeah. that but that's, yeah they'll get a fine for that if they do yeah, yeah it's a bit of a bit of a GDPR route there <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like fined per person they messed up on I think it's yeah quite, it is it's quite yeah. it's pretty bad <laughs> not that they're poor or anything but you know because of Fortnite you know um, it's crazy 
Okay, well, Bioware uh, is our last news story of the uh, podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Not that we want to drag you on too long. We're coming up to our 45-minute uh, mark. Um, uh, Bioware are going to try and sort Anthem out. Uh, it's it's been a complete catastrophe pretty oh, yeah. much from launch. No one was playing it. The gameplay loop was boring. Um, the mechanics, you know, were hard and fiddly to use. The skin system was bad. Um, the weapons didn't feel different enough. Uh, I don't know. There's so much stuff that was wrong about the end game. wasn't um, good enough for payouts. Existence. It didn't have an existence yeah. in itself. It was just everything was really really bad about the game. So uh, yeah, what are they going to do? Uh, well, what they stated is. They want to focus on a long-term redesign of the experience. Pretty much they want to change everything from the core game p- player loop. Sort of end long uh sorry, long-term progression, more fulfilling end game. You know, the usual usual little bits of corporate speak, but it seems like they just want to overhaul the whole thing, but kind of keep the same fly mech suit thing that people the idea of Anthem that people liked just overhaul the gameplay so it's not so incredibly boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um go at it. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Let me know <laughs> when it's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it depends on whether like did the statement come out because people were noticing that now it happened because people were noting on like oh, one tweet that I saw on February yes. 7th. Yeah, yeah that the Christmas decorations from the Christmas that they put up for, like, December were still up in February. <laughs> I just hadn't bothered to even patch it out. And so people were going, is it dead? Have they just completely just abandoned the game? And then they went, oh, no, we're planning to overhaul everything. Yeah, it's kind of like a sudden reaction mm-hmm. only triggered by something that like people noticing. Yeah, they're saying they're going to move away from full seasons. Does anyone know what that means? Is uh, to me that says like, um, what's it called? Like season passes, but did Anthem ever? Have yeah, one? well, traditionally you look at about three months, don't you, for a yeah, season, something yeah. along those lines. So they want to move away from doing like full seasons and just have like events and store refreshes, revisits to past seasonal and cataclysm contents, which I think wasn't cataclysm the. There was like a big patch that came out that was supposed to help the end game. But it, it wasn't, was, didn't do anything. It was just, inc- it? yeah, it was like really boring, which is a criticism, I think, for everything that yeah. Anthem does. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen them taking some really big steps. I mean, they may have done this behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. take it off, you know, um, the developer and give it to somebody else or yeah, exactly. yeah. like make a statement. Of, I mean, I know they laid off a load of people back in spring last year sometime, I think. Oh, yeah. but I don't think that was related to. Uh, anthem it was just they were trying to save money the way that you know other companies that are making loads of money sack people kind of way but so, um yeah i, I just like, would like to have seen some bigger steps taken to try and fix it you know yeah i i, I did like the idea when we first saw the footage back in godwood tree 3 was it it's like 2017 yeah, even even maybe further sixteen. Maybe that, yeah. They were teasing it for ages, and, and they, the same stuff looked great yeah. for all those years. It looked really, really good. And I got the game. It came with my graphics card. I didn't pay for it, but I mean, it's now on access as well. I think. Yeah. So. But um, I mean, I tried to play it, and it was just so shit. It yeah. was so hard to play. I mean, I ended up I plugged the controller in to try and fly slightly better because the mouse and keyboard was terrible. Oh, uh, it's just shocking but yeah I don't know I haven't touched it for nearly a year I'd say just I don't know I don't even well I don't even let Origin boot up on my computer when I turn it oh, on so. anyway it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always forget about it and then I go oh sometimes so I'll, I'll catch it I'll, I'll catch it when I'm doing stuff and then it'll pop up like Origin wants to update and I have to like beat <laughs> it down with a shovel like a zombie coming yeah. out of the ground it doesn't want to die does it, it <laughs> I mean, a couple of things I really liked when it very first came out was just some of the really nice ways you could make your anthem look because they had these lovely textures to do with like leathers Mm -hmm. and um, soft touch fabrics and obviously shiny metals and shiny plastics. And you could edit all the different parts of your mech. Um, 
And then that was all in the beta. And then when the game came out, all those same things were there, but they're all behind a paywall. Yep. You want oh, these skins. You got to buy these colors. You want to unlock these textures. Yeah, and not, included in the game was just about five, you know, and they're all boring. And it was just such like, yeah, uh, what a disappointment. See, that's that sort of thing would be fine if it launches like a free to play. Like, yeah, sure, you can make yourself look pretty. It costs money, but here's the game for free. You can get everything. Yeah, that's yeah. agreed completely. That's fine. They've oh, yeah. got to monetize themselves somehow. That's kind of what D2, Destiny 2 did with the new light update and all that. <laughs> Just make the base game up until like last expansion free for everyone. Yeah, and you pay for expansions if you want them. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got hope they can do it. I mean, say like Warframe start going back to my baby of a game. I love it. Um... <laughs> Like when that started and playing that in early beta, that was incredibly boring, and the gameplay loop was just like same tile set, not much to do. And they worked on it and added to it. And if e- if EA, sorry, if Bioware can actually put in the work without EA like closing the company, then Anthem might be something good. It might need be a thing where it just needs to get away from the big publisher, like Destiny does. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be that. It could. Bioware could have made a great game, and then, yeah. you know, say, I mean, yeah. Final Fantasy was another game. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I remember that was a game that I pre-ordered back when it came out, and it was so damn atrocious that I never played it again. Cancelled my subscription after like two days, and just never touched again. And what then I think uh, the original Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah. not uh, um, not the Realm Reborn part, which is the current one, which is good. The original yeah. one, which was atrocious of a game. Yeah, that game, what it had going for it was extremely well made animations, and it actually had yeah. ridiculously high polygon counts to the point where if you chose one of the starting cities, your game would crash because the cutscene was too high rendered <laughs> for computers at the time. <laughs> I remember I got to a part where it, like the quest was. Like an escort quest yeah. through a forest for a bunch of kids that wanted to see a fairy or something like that, and I was like, "This, this it isn't worth it. The rewards aren't <laughs> good. The combat that. isn't good. Just <laughs> you leave Uber <laughs> out of this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there has been games that have started shit. No Man's and Skies. Yeah, No Man's okay. Skies probably the most famous one of recent memory. Yeah. So it's yeah. not it's not impossible. It's just how much can will EA keep it alive? Well, we good luck to them. Yeah. yeah, time will yeah. tell. Yeah, I put... They've got a huge investment there potentially oh. to, to pay off. I mean, it could have been it could have been a ten year franchise if not longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So at the moment, it's it's not looking like that at all. So they need to invest in it if they want it to become that. Work on the writing as well, from what I've heard, is uh, the, the oh, writing boring as fuck. Which is well, weird coming town, from Bioware. Very quick. Yeah, I know, right? You can't really move very fast when you're in town. Yeah. So you got to go from vendor to vendor at some snail's pace. Oh. And there's yeah. no run option, and it's it switches to first person only. And I see, oh, it's just so shit. Wait, what? You said they've put it in first person? In the, When you're in the towns talking to your vendors, you can't go third person. And yet, when like, you leave the yeah. city, it's always third person. That's, a, that's, that's so weird. Yeah, it, it, they should it have it like so Warframe, where you can just like bullet jump around your ship as fast as possible. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do that in this game. <laughs> yeah, it's it was literally felt like oh shit, we've got no lengthy campaign here. People are going to eat through our game really fast. What can we do to deliberately de- delay tactics? You know, send them back to the city all the time, so they have to have these loading screens yeah. and slow walking bits, and so fuck off. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting slightly off topic. Um, sorry, sorry, listeners. No, I don't mean you are. I mean I'm about to go slightly off topic. Hasn't a lot of the, the um, big Bioware devs joined a different like indie company? Like all the like sort of the good ones that made Bioware Bioware. It's possible. Went off. I mean, and, I'm it. sure. I'm sure there is. Uh... What you mean that devs that left? Yeah, um, like Anthem's. Yeah. From the Anthem team or something like that. I don't think just Anthem. I think just Bioware in general. Like a lot. Uh, I think it's Wizards of the Coast. Have uh, all right. I did a, a bit of a quick Google and Ben Irving, who was the uh, lead producer, he's left. Mm. 
behind uh, Anthem. Well, I, I know that when Bioware got bought, the th- I think it was it like the three heads? Like, it was like yeah, three the, directors. The real brains. Yeah, yeah, they just like they saw like the wind changing and were just like, nah, nah, we're, we're leaving. When you take that much talent out of mm-hmm. something, you know, what are you left with realistically? I know there's a lot of employees, but there's always some magical something that the, the big guys, the guys at the top brought that made Bioware grow to the size it was. They bring some magic with them and if they leave, they take it away and it's it's sad. Yeah, so I think what you're referring to, Hart, is the fact that some um, previous Bioware devs have joined Wizards of the Coast as Wizards of the Coast build their um, their new RPG that they're, that they're putting together yeah, they're making so, yeah so they've got some of the um so they've got the creative director and lead designer from um, Baldur's gate dragon age neverwinter knights of the old republic that's ah, so the good guys <laughs> yeah that game will probably be good yeah so this fellow called james olin who's the um creative director and lead designer on those games that i just listed he's working on that game with them um there's also a couple of other people that have worked on the same games and um uh yeah. Right, so Wizard of Coast are also working with Larian Studios, uh, the guys oh, right, that, who okay. were behind Divinity Two. Yeah, uh, Divinity yeah they're awesome. So they it looks uh, they've they've actually developed Baldur's Gate Three. Ah, okay. Yeah, oh. it would seem. So, Ooh, I bet that, that was. By the way, is another game I'm really yeah, looking. Same, to. same. I'm really. Yeah, that'd be great. Who did Baldur's Gate? Ooh, Baldur's Gate Two. Yeah. Uh, engine Bioware. That must be yeah. a kick in the teeth <laughs> for, for them. That they're not making the third one, but the people that have left their company are making. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think we're getting to the point where we can wrap this baby up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just some things to repeat, which you probably already know, listeners, but. We're on Spotify and we're on iTunes and you can do a direct download from our website, altgaming.uk. There is a link on there for our Discord. So if you're finding us on one of those weird, you know, podcasty websites, you're like, who are these guys? What are they all about? Well, we're part of a Discord community. Um, There's about 180 odd members. And uh, yeah, we do this podcast every two weeks and uh, you're very welcome to be part of our community come and find us at altgaming.uk and click the link and obviously how you behave and what you like when you get here you know we'll all judge you a lot and then make a decision about whether you can stay i mean but, you, uh, you, can't, you, you can't you can't the, the the a lot part in the judgment there wasn't quite clear enough that's <laughs> you can't be worse than nt <laughs> wow, uh. fair <laughs> I was going to complain, but you're right. Yeah, and you can also <laughs> on our website. You can also find a link to our YouTube, where we'll have some community videos up hopefully soon. Yes, yeah, the new do, thing do keep your eye on that one. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, other than that, um, look to altland.co.uk for our um, you know IRL event that we put together mm-hmm. twice a year. Next one's in May. Uh, it's a t- ticketed event where you can come and stay at a place for a weekend. Bring your computer if you want. Bring a load of booze if you want, and just hang out and play computer it's games. It's a land card games. That yes. Actually, has beds. It does. It yeah. has yes. beds, real beds. Yeah, no real showers. No, tent, no camping required. That's there are toilets. Totally. There's a kitchen. There's showers and beds and pretty good it's yeah. it's pretty good yeah i think you'll like it if you like drinking and you like computer games you'll like it um if you're well we, i played a lot of board games actually as well when we're there it's quite good for that yeah yeah, yeah i bring loads of board games with people to play good. i think various uh, people around this land have several of mine i think chart's got a couple of my board games I've got I've, I've, yeah i've got your dead by winter i think it is yeah you yeah, uh, yeah and i think chart's got my um cards against humanity and my bears versus babies the um i still can't find my um big bod big blacker box of cards against humanity with all the extra cards in it i don't know what i've done with yeah it. with some of the really really nefarious yeah i bought all the little expansion <laughs> packs that they did as well i don't know where that's i've lost that completely at someone's house somewhere charles probably knows. got it yeah probably charles he's moved house a couple of times it's where he got lost so, oh yeah. but anyway so yeah <laughs> we don't talk about that it's um, not right, only Viv's listening. 
<laughs> oh yeah okay Have so it. yeah thanks <laughs> thanks very much for listening everybody and um, we'll see you uh right around the end of Feb- uh, february beginning of march yeah um be. and so yeah so and we'll also everyone. see you at altland and we'll see you at altland hopefully <laughs> yeah eight. Uh, may, may the 8th may the 8th yeah, yeah. information yeah. is on altland.co.uk if you need to find out more um I'm trying to wrap up this podcast so we don't run too long. <laughs> yeah. I don't dislike you, listeners. I haven't got to go anywhere. I'm probably just going to play PUBG, but I just don't want it to be too long. That's all. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's good night from me. Good night yeah, from me. Good night from me as well. Good night from me as well. And thanks, Rev, for coming out. Yeah, Thank nice you. one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ta-ra. Done.